When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Conspiracy Beer Me. I'm Justin Scranton. I'm Shane Smith. And this is uh, the podcast where comedians uh, are making conspiracies fun again. Yeah. We drink beer and we talk about crazy stuff. And today we're going to discuss the uh, the legendary Wampus Cat. Ooh, that's fun. It's a really cool one. I like I'm, a Wampus. I'm super excited. Wampus. And it's back in the news, which is why we're, 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 getting, we're jumping on it first. Okay. Okay. Um, and, uh, and if you're not a patron, uh, join the patron mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and, uh, you get a lot, you get an extra bonus episode every month, every week, no, every week, four, four month. Yeah, boy, we've been, you get access you to, you probably a, thought we had a bunch just sitting to be published <laughs> and I was like, like we're, we we're out, recording? we got to do them all done. Uh, we, you can join us on our discord where we mm-hmm. share stories that we maybe are coming on in the pod. You can suggest topics. Yeah. Lots of share pictures of your pets. Yeah. Uh, Only if they're engaging in conspiratorial activities. That's right. Um, um, which they usually are. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so you can do all that. And it's fun. And we're, mm-hmm. uh, we'll be, uh, you can catch us live at the Campout Festival, mm-hmm. September 9th through 11th. Uh, that's at Lakeside Retreats here, right outside of Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, it's a festival put on by the Monitor Matter podcast with Shane Moss, who is a recent guest. Mm-hmm. And you can catch us there, a live podcast show. So it should yeah, be fun. It's going to be fun. They got uh, science, comedy, uh, art, lots S- of stuff. Psychedelics. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I don't say. mean, not, I don't mean drugs. I just mean like psychedelic experiences. Oh, tie dye. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like Mom, hula, I did a bunch of tie dye. I feel weird. And, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You always know you're at a good show when like these like women come out of nowhere with a bunch of hula hoops. Yeah, that's like, always fun. All right, this is the party mm-hmm. has started Especially now. if they're on fire and you're like burning oh, the, man. The, the women or the hula hoops? Oh, well, either one. It's a spectacle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't make it to Burning Man. I got there late. It was yeah. burnt, man. Yeah, it was just it's a, too late. Yeah. Embers. That's <laughs> terrible. Uh, well, look, uh, enough about us. Uh, let's talk about our guest today. Yeah. We are super excited to have her on the pod. She is a Wilmington, North Carolina-based comedian but performs all over the the area, the region. And uh, welcome to Conspiracy Beer Me, Julia Desmond. Hey. There's your fake beer crack since we already opened (laughs) up. Yeah, mine's already. (laughs) Here, I'll take a slurp. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you it. There you go. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So for those of you listening, uh, uh, you know, I like to always say we are are drinking the uh, the beers. It's a day drinking session, which is always my favorite. (laughs) Um, It's just really great feeling. Yeah. I like uh, getting home at like five and just... Go to bed by six. <laughs> yeah, my, yeah. Wrecked. I tell you, my wife and kids are always real excited when I roll in about <laughs> four in the yeah. afternoon. Yeah, uh, they're out of town. Uh, they come. My family comes back next Tuesday. Oh, Man, yeah. you can get so much day drinking in before that. I, I, he has I, been. <laughs> he's Man. been sending texts out of left field. And I'm like, he's on the sauce. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've never uh, day 
day drink mm. while I have like every minute detail of the noises coming out of oh, my mouth yeah. being fed into my ears. Oh, you don't, yeah, so yeah. I feel like I just have like one prolonged burp that's <laughs> yeah. just like, kind of They yeah. just come bubbling. out with me. I yeah. can't. I was telling Justin, I was like, man, it's tough editing the pod because it's either. I have a real smacky. Okay, so it's better if I just let it all out in one big burp rather than yeah. suppressing a burp. Yeah, just throughout. let it out. I we, think okay. we can coordinate that too. We should maybe oh, have like a. We need more burps. A pause. Yeah. Tell you what, if you burp and we get it on recording, it'll be a new sound effect. No too. way. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm going to get a challenge. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, yeah. So how are, how are you? How's, how's comedy? I think. The big news is that you you should are is if officially you are departing North Carolina for the the pasture of uh, New York City comedy. I mean, it's as official as uh, that it is my intention. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, well, our our former uh, colleague co host Sam Mazzani, he moved to New York like six times before he did it. Yeah, so oh, he, yeah. he could get a round of <laughs> bookings. He'd be like, "Hey, I'm moving to New York next month. Can I get on your show?" Then he would not move to New York. Then he would do it again. <laughs> okay. Was uh, that his ulterior motive? I, I mean, by the sixth time, I was like, <laughs> yeah. "Everyone's on to you, man." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to go if you say. So you are yeah. you are planning on moving up there? Yeah, I don't have anything like Lined. concretely set in place, mm. so I it stresses me out to like talk about it. Oh, I, <laughs> sorry. Like to have <laughs> no, no, no. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's actually, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's fine. It's fine. It's cool. It's cool. Drink more. Another Drink. beer, please. <laughs> but, but I think putting it out there in the in the universe, I think as a as a comic though, has some it resonates with people. Like it resonates with me when somebody even says I think about moving New York City. Yeah. Um I like it, I in some regards I I respect it a lot. It scares me because I just I can't do it. But mm-hmm. um yeah. Yeah, no, I'm excited. I have every intention to go. I think it's gonna happen. Um Hell yeah. and uh I'm looking forward to it. Are you from Wilmington? No, I uh, I've moved around North Carolina and Virginia my whole life. Okay. I moved to Wilmington for college. Oh. UNCW, I take it. Mm-hmm. Were you like an art film kind of major? Yeah, I was a film major. And when nice. did you start? Did you comedy in college or? Yeah, I started when I was a freshman. Nice. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. At Dead Crow mm-hmm. Comedy Room, which is a great comedy room in uh, Wilmington, North Carolina. Fantastic if you're ever club. in the, yeah, well, that's awesome. So you're how many years in are you? Uh, like four and a half now. That's amazing. Yeah, that's the best time. Because yeah. that's when you like either like move to New York and go hard, or you uh, you just become uh, someone that just shows up once in a while. So it's like the perfect like road split. Because usually around four and a half, you can either get real tired of it and understand the game, and you don't want to play it, or you're like, "That's I got to double down and go do something." Yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah, it feels like time, and uh, and it should be fun. Well, we're glad we stabbed on the subway know, like right? day two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we're really glad to have you here. And uh, what we do, uh, a new segment that we started recently, by the way, if you're a patron, you can suggest these topics to us. But mm-hmm. we uh, we like to cover uh, what we call news of the weird. This is uh, news stories ripped from last week's headline okay. that I think are worthy of a brief discussion okay. to get us in the mood to talk about conspiracies. All right. So the first one um, comes to us from... Uh, uh, Ocala, Florida, with 29-year-old Corey Johnson, who stole a Ford F-150 from Riviera Beach. Uh, and then three days uh, later, he drove it to Patrick Space Force Base. Patrick Space Force Base. <laughs> That's so what? Sad. Patrick Spa- Space. That's a place? Yes. Space Force Base. Space Force Base <laughs> is named the Patrick Space Force okay. Base. 
Patrick Space Force. Patrick Space Force. The worst. The worst name for a base ever. Patrick Space Force Base. <laughs> yeah. It's like Army Base, but it's a. It's Space like Force Base. Space Force. Air Force but, Base. And then you just slap a Patrick <laughs> in the train, <laughs> yeah. and it really sounds like a Twitter handle. It does, yeah. Yeah, it's Space Force Base. Uh, yeah. So uh, he tries to get on the base, and they're like, what is your reason? He's like, well, I have an important message. Mm. And he's like, who gave you this message? And he's like, the president of the United States. And it they're can't like, be that important. <laughs> know, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And he's like, you can understand the president? And uh, he was like, no, he told it to me via his mind. Oh. Um, and Wait, what he, do you, what do you, hold on. Let me just, you said you can understand the president. I'm saying he could understand a president. I can't understand. I mean, I'm not trying to get into the oh, politics no, of no. Biden's, uh, Oh, I thought you were saying that obviously Biden talks weird. So if that's why I, he, he, he doesn't always talk weird, but no. there are times where he's hard to comprehend. Yeah. Yeah. There, I'm not, there I mean, days, he's extremely old, yeah. extremely old. He's got a window where he is awake. Yeah. And right. He's that's like, it. That's all it is. Yeah. Yes. And that's any old person. Like right. you just have a good, you're just yeah. lucid for about just four when, hours. When he's got that kick after his glass of V8. Yeah, to start yeah exactly. The day. Exactly. That's when he's at his best. Mm, salty veggies. He's like, we just held press conferences at four thirty in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Razor shop. That's right. <laughs> I've been uh, up for four hours. I'm ready to go. <laughs> uh, well, Get more he said sleep. he needed to warn uh, the government officials there at the Space Force base that U.S. they were U.S. aliens fighting uh, right now Chinese dragons, and they needed to get involved. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So thank you, American hero Corey Johnson, yeah. trying to get the word out about a an ongoing battle between uh, U.S. aliens and Chinese dragons. You said okay. it was a Ford F one fifty. It was. Those are expensive. Yeah. That yeah. sounds like uh, the car that's going to save America. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Look, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's definitely a transformer. I'm a Chevy a guy. Bay film. Yeah. <laughs> if I had to get to Patrick, <laughs> yeah, so funny. Patrick Space Force. Okay. My Ford F one fifty. There's one. There's one news of the weird. Uh, <laughs> this one I think is even better. Uh, a uh, top rated Russian chess prodigy. Oh yeah. Who was only yes. identified as a seven year old Christopher. Uh, to protect his identity, uh, was playing chess in a tournament with an uh, artificial intelligence chess robot. Mm-hmm. Like not a computer, like but an a actual- robotic arm. Like a ro- robot that can oh. move his chess pieces, mm-hmm. right? Now, the by all accounts, uh, the robot made a move and young Christopher, very excited, uh, you know, kind of moved his next move but the robot was like, I'm not done with my move, right? Like, I haven't taken my hand off the piece, but he was already like, and the robot uh, <laughs> grabbed him and broke his fingers. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, fuck off, Chris, yeah, I'm yeah. not done. And there's video of this. It's like, it just like, <laughs> yep. it cry, it's like, boom, and he breaks his fingers. And uh, uh, Sergey Lazarez, president of the Moscow Chess Federation, and what is definitely the most Russian thing I've heard in many mm-hmm. years was like, the robot broke the child's fingers. This is, of course, bad. That was, that was, <laughs> their official, that was his official statement. From the chat. Yeah, this is, of course, bad. I mean, I, I'm surprised he wasn't like, uh, and because we're communists, we must break every kid's finger. So we're all on the same page. Right. He learned tough lesson. <laughs> Do you must learn rules. Actually, somebody was like, he did break the safety protocols and the rules. Mm-hmm. Seven-year-old. Got his hand bandaged and he came back the next day to play again. 
Wow. And uh, yeah. th- that's why Russians are beating us, uh, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and then the robot's like, I must break the other hand's fingers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, that's, uh, uh, was it the uh, evil guy in um, Rocky Four? He's like, I must break you. <laughs> that's uh, Dra- Dra- oh, what is Draco. It? Draco. Yeah. Yeah, you know what was funny is I read this article for the first time. It popped up on my Washington Post news feed. And the comments were so many people of like, how did he break the first rule of robotics, which is Isaac Isamon's no high robot, do no harm to man. And I was like, that's a fucking book, people. Like, there's no, <laughs> right, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Did you guys really think that they programmed robots not to harm people? Like, that's not a real, but I thought people were joking, but then so many people hmm. were like serious. Like, I thought artificial intelligence couldn't harm humans. And is that why like, no one's not freaked out about artificial intelligence? I, like, I, I, it's I, probably I, fine. They yeah, have a rule. They, yeah. they, can't, they <laughs> yeah. can't disobey the rule. I yeah. robot said so. <laughs> it's, uh, that's do, right. Do they think that people finish making a robot and then they're like, well, what should be the parameters? <laughs> yeah. And then someone's like, I'm going to Redbox, <laughs> picking up iRobot. That's right. And we're going to make some huge decisions around <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, look, we've covered artificial intelligence. People are making robots specifically to hurt certain types of people. Like it's, yeah. I mean, we, we, we could have talked about Russia coming out with a statement that they're losing the war against Ukraine because Ukraine is supplied with artificial intelligence robots that are mm. that are cyborgs basically who are beating them like it's like it's a real thing and this Crazy. is just like i'm like this we need to we need to pull back on the ai we've said yeah. before mm-hmm. so yeah they should have stopped with furbies crotch discomfort hurting your game fear no more the kings of crotch comfort manscaped have spent two years designing the most comfortable boxer briefs out there Sleek, soft, comfortable, flexible the brand new boxers 2.0 from manscaped take your balls to the royal ball throne the global leaders in below-the-waist grooming have the Lawnmower 4.0 for the trimming, so you can wear the Boxers 2.0 for the chilling. They even have trademark jewel pouch, so you know it's serious. I think it's time you invest in your family jewels. So let your bulge breathe and get 20% off plus free shipping by using our code CBM20 at manscaped.com. Let's say you're on a date and your partner catches that Manscaped on the waistband of your underwear. It's almost guaranteed to raise some eyebrows and act like a billboard on the highway to Pleasure Town. This is thanks to their Lawnmower 4.0, the best electric trimmer for below-the-waist grooming. Their fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and has a 400K LED spotlight so you can have a more precise shave. Beyond ball cleaning, Manscaped is focused on ball comforting with the new Boxers 2.0. Boost confidence everywhere you are knowing you're wearing the absolute best pack for your sack. These boxers are a game changer, and the features include the Jewel Pouch, a pouch designed to cradle your boys in their own special space, lined with perforated performance fabric to keep them well ventilated. Is this heaven on earth? More like heaven on girth. This micromodal fabric is buttery soft and breathable, keeping your cucumber cool. Walk, run, strut. These moisture-wicking boxers breathe without breaking a sweat. The tagless waistband hugs your body without digging in. It lays flat against your skin to reduce chafing. The fly front opening gives easy access and makes bathroom breaks quick and efficient. Multiple ways for entry and passage for your package. You can even choose from an arrangement of designs and colors and sizes that range from small to triple X for all my guys out there. From El Jefe to Nighthawk, your boys will be in the right hands. Be proud of your underwear and wear the Manscaped waistband with a badge of honor. Your balls deserve it. Get 20% off plus free shipping with our code CBM20 at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with our code CBM20 at Manscaped.com. Up your crotch game, because once the Boxers 2.0 touch your sack, you'll never go back. 
that concludes news of the weird. Uh, although I will say that our topic for today was uh, inspired by a news story that just happened a couple of days ago. And as I was looking at it, I was like, oh, you know what? That'd actually be an interesting topic as I researched it. But it also involves Florida. Um, oh, hell yes. It was uh, Lehigh Acres, Florida. Um, and a family awoke uh, just a couple of days ago in the morning and their car had been defaced and damaged, the hood of their car. And at first they suspected it was vandals. Sure. But uh, as closer inspection, they were like, this was an animal that did this. Mm. Now, when I say did this, Whatever it was, there were fang marks through the hood of their car, like just like deep scratches and like just teeth marks, like something was just gnawing on the hood, like either sharpening its teeth. But some of the holes went through Jesus. the hood. And then other people were like, uh, you know what? This happened to someone else like 15 minutes down the road, like 10 days ago. And that's when the investigators were like, okay, like what is going on? And so people were speculating and they were like, it looks like a, a dog or a canine or something. And then they're like, yeah, but these teeth are just way too big. The puncture marks are just too big for any kind of like canine. And the animal didn't spray paint anything like, I'm an angry monster. You suck. Yeah, no, no, not a, not a, van, <laughs> not a, van, a vandal. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it did not. Huh. Um, okay. So the, the authorities have not come out with uh, any kind of speculation as to what this could be. I mean, I guess maybe we should pause because, like, the fact that it's Florida, like, Florida's got a lot of yeah weird animals like that don't belong. People on bath salts. Yeah, Florida's just like a like a like a bad place. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's just a. I mean, bad, that's my impression that place. I've been given. Yeah. I, okay, as someone who was born in Florida and raised uh, up until at least the Case teen, in point. teen <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, it it uh, it has definitely changed both environmentally and in terms of the wildlife since I lived there. And then also like the people that live there, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, like it's, it's just changed, uh, you know, demographically a lot. Like, what do you mean with the wildlife? Well, so when I lived there, uh, alligators were an endangered species and they went to great lengths to sort of protect the endangered species. Mm-hmm. Um, the the fallout from that is that like in the late eighties and nineties, there was a bloom of alligators to where they're now an infestation that they cannot control. Damn. Yeah. So they, they, they have ones that are just absolutely massive in size. They're everywhere. They're a huge problem. They were not when I was a kid. So then uh, since I lived there, uh, people have released exotic pets like boa constrictors into uh, boa and pythons, Burmese pythons. They just, found the largest Burmese python in Florida history. It was 28 feet long. Is that like a city bus? It's like, yeah, it's like, it's like hmm. a three pointer in basketball for our two sports fans. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> it's like, what a way to measure. You know how far a three point is? Like f- far for me to throw, but suddenly yeah. it's not far to a basketball player. <laughs> nah, a I sink Burmese pythons <laughs> all the all time. Day. I'm a real baller. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Python. Yeah. Leave that up. Like, a, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, they have, they've got, uh, Piranha that are like rampant and Oscar fish. You know those little Oscar fish no. in the. You know what an Oscar fish is in an aquarium? It's a very popular oh, aquarium. The suckers fish. on the. They're, no, hmm. no, it's like a. Anyway, people would like get those and let them go in the Everglades, and they're not native, and they they're like really vicious that have like destroyed. Damn. So many other native species. It's kind of just gone crazy in. Florida. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's almost like wild animals have that shouldn't be there have gotten out of control, and people that shouldn't be there have gotten out of control. I think that I think there's a, there's got to be some relation. It's almost like the people have let the wild animals, yeah, yeah. get out of control. control. By, Seems like it by taking wild animals and putting them into domesticating them, and then putting them into a similarly wild but different. Yes, uh, yes, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think that maybe the, the common thread there is that like. Someone who buys an exotic pet, which is illegal, and then is like, I can't handle this. Fuck it. Just let it go. Yeah. Mm. Has a low tolerance for regulation and law. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Because I can't see it anymore. What do I care if it goes into the Everglades? So Florida is like the goodwill. Like if... uh Exotic pets where you just shit in your house you didn't want anymore. Like Florida's the goodwill. They're like, I don't, I don't know how to deal with this <laughs> salad shit. Florida's the neighborhood stoop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not taking a trip. They're just tossing it just outside and hoping it. that somebody, somebody wants it. Somebody picks it up. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is, it is both in terms of humans and animals. It's a state full of invasive species. Mm. That's the fairest way to say it. Yeah. There's very, I mean, there are native Floridians who still live there, but there's far more invasive species that live yeah. there. So maybe, right, like like when they hear about a wild, some crazy animal, like being that it's Florida, you got to think, well, like that. Well, the the what, where our story takes off is that many people um, have pointed to the idea that this might be an infamous Florida cryptid known as the wampus cat. Okay. Uh, you ever heard of the wampus cat? I don't think I have. Okay. I've heard of a womp rat, Star Wars fans. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, a no, wampus cat. No. no, okay. It's 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 relatively famous in a small area. It, its roots are in Appalachia, uh, which is a. We I know we have people from all over the world. Uh, that's a range of mountains that runs in the eastern part of the United States. Oldest mountains in the United States. No, the no? Uari Mountains are the oh, oldest. Oh, are they? So we're second. They best? must be old as shit because I ain't never heard of them. <laughs> <I> know, <right? laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where are they? Uari is uh, who are you in mountain speak? Yeah, you Uari Mountains uh, are a. A extremely old range of mountains near Ashboro, North Carolina, near the zoo. Oh, that at oh. one point were taller than the Himalayas are today. What? And mm-hmm. the erosion of Uaris is what created the coastal plain of North Carolina, almost the entire state of South Carolina, and most of Georgia. Just that slow erosion of like thirty thousand foot mountains. Crazy. That's, that's so interesting. Yeah, yeah. I thought that. I have never been taught. Here. That really? Ever. Oh, they don't teach history. Is that, in is that, you not on TikTok? Is that why? No, I'm not on TikTok. <laughs> no, it good. was that's beginning good. to make me uh, severely anxious. Oh, absolutely. Um, is that why they're like very flat states? Yeah, because because it's all uh, that sandy substrate that's the product of a massive amount of erosion. Oh my god, I'm about to drop this fact at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm be like, you guys heard of the URI Mountain? Yeah, yeah you know this is these. Great. I learned something this week. That's also this why, is, like, uh, this, this is when you, you quit like comedy. The, and you know, like the New River, North Carolina, it flows north. That's why it flows north because Ashboro was essentially the highest part of the country. So everything on the other side of it flew down the mountains into the crazy. Yeah. That's so interesting. Uh, right? oh. Got a regular geologist rock right, licker right in this place. What is that? Oh, I'm going to Bill Nye. Oh yeah, yeah. Bill about to die. Uh, no, he's doing fine. He's fine. <laughs> yeah, he's, fine. He's, he's fine. Yeah, he's still alive. Right? He's kicking. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. You, you'll find <laughs> the um, the background, the origin story of the wampus cat to be somewhat interesting. I will say as a disclaimer, I did read some people saying that like. We don't have really good records that that's a true mm. myth. People might have set the myth in the Cherokee uh, Americans oh. rather than it actually being a Cherokee mythology. But the story goes mm. 
but it's a Cherokee legend that the men were going on a hunt, which was relatively sacred, and a woman wanted to come along, but she was forbidden, so uh, she hid herself in the hide of a cougar, mm. big mountain lion cougar, and when the, she was discovered, because uh, she had broken sacred tradition, the shaman cursed her, and she turned into a uh, a, 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 a wampus cat. An actual cat. An actual <laughs> wampus cat. Uh, and uh, Wait, she hid in the hide of a cougar? Yeah, she, you know, she, like, you know, she put the skin over her. Yeah, she, oh, she and kinda pretended to yeah, yeah. She cosplay. Yeah, yeah. She, she, she <laughs> yeah, developed yeah. a fursona <laughs> yeah. in order to accompany these men on their hunt. To break through the, the rigid ginger structure of Cherokee uh, tribe hmm. tribalism. So Wampus Cat's a bad bitch. Is that, yeah. bitch. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. 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 She sounds cool. Well, yeah. uh, Wampus Cat just, uh, not only does she sound cool, she looks pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, because they have uh, sometimes a, a, a tawny brown t- uh, pelt or sometimes a black pelt. Uh, but the main characteristic, besides their extreme size, they're enormous cats by all accounts. They have six legs. Oh, what? Cool. Yeah. And <laughs> where's and, the six one go? Well, you oh, know, wait. I was thinking an odd number. It's always described as, as two, uh, as two hind legs and four front legs. Oh. And like when I've seen, and, and I've, I've seen a statue of one cause they also happen to be a popular high school mascot. Oh, uh, and, uh, and it's like, their four legs are on the ground, and then they have two that are like kind of off the ground that are like for fighting. Oh. So they're super aggressive and vicious. So they can hold a gun. They can, and they sometimes run. they're even seen walking on their hind legs, which uh, people say kind of gives them they they get mistaken sometimes for other cryptids or just a mm. human, almost like a shapeshifter. Weird. Oh. And they sound the reports, and we'll talk about some of them in a minute. They, the sound they make is is like a screaming, angry woman, which which I think that might have fed into the origin oh. story of it. But you know, like so I, the, there are multiple wampus cats. It's not just the one. Woman there's not just that, one. I think that she was the the origin oh, of the wampus cat, and then somehow that that the wampus cat has has continued. Did she to, conceive every, every with another a, wampus? No, no. Just no. every time that a woman wants to be involved, a wampus cat is born. <laughs> yeah. And that's why we need to start icing more women out of exactly. uh, having passions and hobbies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, All-female comedy show? I'm sorry. We don't need more wampus cats. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're not a male comic. Yeah. Yeah. You're just wearing their We're clothes. Gonna, having me on your podcast was a bad idea, guys. Get ready for the hood of your uh, car to be fucked. Oh, no. She has six arms. <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, legs? What is it? I don't know. Yeah, six legs. They don't, they don't, yeah, I guess two of them are arms. Yeah, if they don't I only touch have the two arms, stupid. <laughs> yeah, I'm an yeah. idiot. I can't tell the difference between a wampus cat and an actual woman. <laughs> Ooh, I just went too far. Um, they, yeah, six legs. They're crazy strong. They tend, uh, most accounts, stalk like campfires and they, which is, uh, it sounds weird, but it's a place where like, like can sometimes be hard to see because your, your eyes are kind of blinded mm. by the light and mm-hmm. you look and then it often causes illusion. Lots, a lot of people see things around campfires. So that might account for it. Oh yeah. From mm-hmm. a scientific perspective. But for them all to report a six legged thing. Or always, maybe it's just in always their brain. a six legged strange. Mm. And it, and it, 
those extra legs seem to make it move in a, in a way that's odd. Um, so that, that's also often reported. Let me, let me tell you some of the, sure, the yeah, reports. Um, uh, the early 20th century was probably the heyday of the wampus cat. Uh, so the Greenville Daily Sun, that's Greenville, South Carolina, Daily Sun, mm-hmm. had a news report December 17th, 1918, that wrote, a wampus is reportedly roaming the Big Ridge in the vicinity of Gethsemane. And it had been spotted several times by several credible sources. And they ran a series of articles mentioning that there was this uh, six-legged, very large cat that had been spotted, that it was aggressive, that it was killing people's dogs, and as well as their livestock. Hmm. Um, At what point are you a wound scorned where you just start attacking other people's dogs? Um, it's like, for me, it took two incidents. <laughs> that's all it was? Well, let me just that's, be... And I've ended many lives. I think that, I think that we're, we're taking the origin story oh, too, too seriously. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah, that's probably true. Right, like it's like... Oh, another case of men <laughs> invalidating women's feelings. I'm about to wampus on your ass, dude. <laughs> no, no, what I'm saying is like Native American lore often explained like, you know, like how the tiger got its stripes or mm-hmm. like why the raccoon wears a mask. And that was like... Why does the wampus cat, why is it so aggressive and mm. sound like that? It's like, oh, because it was a woman who didn't. Women are crazy. Yeah. So wow, we like to keep them in tents for like 30, <laughs> 30 days out of the year. Yeah. So it was like, it, it, that was the, the backs, the mythological folk story. Mm. I think people who see it are just like, no, these things are like a real cat that mm. exists. It's mm-hmm. this giant six-legged cougar looking panther, cougar hmm. panther. Cougar panther. Was that the name of the Space Force? What was it? Patrick. <laughs> Patrick. No. What's the name? Cougar Patrick. Patrick Cougar Ham. Patrick <laughs> yeah. Space yeah. Force. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. remember it. Well, in uh, 1523, <laughs> February, 15, February 15th, 1923, uh, the Greenville Democratic Sun. That's, by the way, different than the Daily Sun. Oh, um, yeah. There were a lot bad. of hometown newspapers back then. Yeah. And I think people forget that. Mm-hmm. It used to be a big deal. Used to have mm. several newspapers, uh, and, and it re- read them. Yeah, yeah, no, uh-huh. no voluntarily. Yeah, yeah, you had to. And daily, mm-hmm. uh, they reported that a reign of terror caused by raids of wampuses uh, in the Virginia swamps. Uh, they you said that swampuses. Swamp swamp yeah, had to. yeah, I, mean, I know. It was like it was. I was well, about <laughs> to, so I'm glad you did. They <laughs> said the beast has eaten dogs, pigs, and other animals. In the vicinity of New York, uh, of Norfolk. Ah. So it was like they, they had a rash of wampus sightings and killings. Okay. Well, I feel like you guys aren't convinced well, by I, these 1920 news articles. No, I'm convinced. I just, yeah, I just like to hear the whole story before I make judgments. Okay. Well, uh, I just empathize too greatly with the wampus. (laughs) (laughs) This is my spirit animal. Uh, In North Carolina, uh, the 20s and 30s, there was a series of articles after a countless sightings of large six-legged cats. These were detailed, like like there were 50 articles in the 20s and 30s Mm -hmm. about another wampus cat attack in North Carolina. In fact- the the wampus cat, in some regards, is considered a North Carolinian uh, mm. cryptid, although it ranges up and down the Appalachians. You know, which Florida is right, kind of where the Appalachians, just below Georgia and Florida. So, like, 
they oftentimes will travel up through that area. Yeah, so North Carolina is a hotbed yeah. for them. So much so <laughs> that uh, uh, in 2015, which is, that's pretty recent. I mean, compared to I thought that too, and then I realized it's like 14 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, time is weird. That happens every time. All or the something. time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, uh, November 30th, 2015, about 9 p.m., um, there was a man who was, uh, Matt Phillips was riding his bike on the Yadkin Greenway off Old Battleground Road in uh, Greensboro, North Carolina. And he was wearing uh, not only a light on his bike, but also a headlamp. And I don't know if people know bike lights. I do because I, I have them. It was a 500 lumen and a 750 lumen light, which in layman's terms. Bright as hell. Bright as, brighter than any car lights you've ever seen. Yeah. Like it'll light up and... So he's biking and he says he saw a just massive, his words, just massive feline with tan rather than black coloration, long, thick tail. It was a mature cougar. And he's like, I would estimate it to be the size of a large man. And he was interviewed and they were like, he was like, I I didn't see, I, I didn't imagine it. It wasn't dark. It was bright. It was a very, very large mm. feline with six legs. He needs a dash cam with six legs. Yeah. Now I have a friend named James Webb, who's, who uh, I believe this story a hundred percent. When my, my wife and children are at uh, the summer camp where I met my wife and it's about 5,000 acres. They, they own kind of like right on the border of North Carolina, South Carolina. Um, And it's just sort of a hilly mountainous thing. And it's, there's trails all over it and stuff. Not not that that part of camp is not well used. You know, it's, it's it's very isolated. And James and I, we shared a passion for trail running. And sometimes we would run together, and sometimes we would run separately. And we were always would say, "Man, I had a like weird feeling I was being watched." I, like we would hear weird things. That's kind of the woods. So James, my friend, is out running, and he comes back in to camp and sees me. And I can already tell something's wrong. And he runs up to me and he's like, have you ever seen a big cat in the back 40? That's what we call the woods. And I'm like, no. He's like, dude, I just saw something that doesn't make sense. Mm. And he told me where he was running. And he's like, something scooted up the bank. And it was like the biggest cat I've ever seen. And it moved like no other cat. Oh, weird. And people, when they see the wampus, uh, they, they say that like, because of that six legs, it seems to like almost skull across the ground. Oh, yeah. Like it can pull itself in ways that don't make sense. And it's like, and he said it was just huge. And he told the the owner of the camp who's, you know, that their families lived there for generations. And they're like, you didn't see that. Hmm. But I knew how visibly shaken he was right. when he came back. Was he on tie-dye? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, he... He maybe, but I don't think so. I mean, he okay. he was like a paramedic at the time. He was okay. pretty okay. He's a pretty straight shooting yeah. kind of guy, or straight sew up the hole that someone shot. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you guys have ever had a uh, experience with anything like this. Not a six. Yeah, I mean, no. I, I saw a bear I, one time, but it was definitely just a bear. <laughs> just, just a bear. I mean, it could have been a wampus cat. People mistake them for bears because they're so big. 
What if this bear looked exactly like a bear? Yeah. What if I was in bear country, USA? Yeah. <laughs> what if I was with like a wilderness guide that was like, oh, look, yeah. a bear. <laughs> yeah. He's like, bro, that's a wampus. He's like, uh, no. He said, that's a wampus cat. Show her some respect. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't spray a wampus cat with bear spray. It will only make them hornier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here. Uh, well, I, I want to throw a theory out there before I throw the, okay. the boring theory. Okay. Um. Let me throw the boring theory out first. Okay. The boring theory, well, the boringest theory is like this shit's all just figments of people's imagination. I'll buy that. It's weird that there's been like so many news articles yeah. about it with like mm-hmm. documented news. I mean, like in some ways, 1923 journalism seems less reliable to me. Yeah. But also some, like somehow more reliable. It seems like you could pull the wool over people's eyes a lot easier back then. Yeah. Right. And I and I also think that like there was a there was a necessity to sell newspapers. Not, there is now too. Right. But so like if you were talking about wampus attacks and people were just buying it up. Yeah. You would then you just keep talking about wampus attacks. Right. Yeah. Like the Inquirer was like that story sold the most newspapers. Right. Let me just do all wampus cat stories. <laughs> yeah. Right. And baby Elvis. Yeah. All of a sudden we're the Bat Boy news. Yeah. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Bat Boy found in cave. Uh, great American story. Yeah, I've played Bat Boy. Before. Oh, in, a, in the in the musical? No, it was a uh, vaudeville review. Oh, there's a Bat Boy the musical. Oh yeah, that's right. It's great. Um, uh, okay. I don't know what Bat Boy is. Bat, Bat, oh, uh, there was a, uh, a tabloid journal that was like the National Enquirer. Do you know what the National Enquirer is? Mm-hmm. So the National Enquirer would have like gossip, and then they would have stories like woman has sex with Bigfoot. And uh, oh my that that yeah, news, that news uh, the weekly news, weekly world, weekly world news, news, yeah, they went full into the crazy. They only did the crazy that stories. I mean, it was it was. Yeah. Oh, I'd be subscribed to <laughs> it's that. It's so good. It's yeah, my it, it, and it was they always still, they still publicate. I don't know. Maybe they they would be in the Let when you see. checked out of the, at the grocery store, you'd have these like tabloids, mm-hmm. and that one always had just some sensational. And Bat Boy found in cave was one. And it sold out, and people became addicted to the Bat Boy story. Understandably yeah. so. Did you see that little? Yeah, story? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he like like integrated into real society and got a real job. And yeah, then like <laughs> Bat Boy became Alan Rickman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, I mean, it, it was great. Um, well, here's a uh, so I guess one one theory is that people are just making this up. I get that. There's also like I mean I I can see this idea that. We've talked about this. Could there be species that have such small numbers that we don't see them very often? We haven't categorized them, but that do actually exist. And like as weird as a six foot, six legged cougar sounds, I'm reminded of those cats in the Colosseum. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm -mm. So the the Colosseum in Rome. Mm Mm-hmm is one of the oddest ecosystems in the world because it's so old that migratory birds have been stopping there for like thousands of years and mm-hmm. they've cross-pollinated species that only exist in the Colosseum, including this unique species of cats that only live in the Colosseum that have 12 toes. What? And they're like yeah, these mutant crazy. cats and they have all these weird properties about them and it's just like this weird... Like and, animal that just exists in the co- and that's not the only one. That's just the yeah. one that and they all just like live there. Even just, even only now with how much of a tourist attraction they is. live all up in the cracks and crevices and under and everything. Yeah, and you'll you'll see them if you go to the costume. They'll be like, oh, there's one of the cats. Yeah, you can't get close to them. 
they're, they're too skittish. Oh, but they've wow. been studied and like, that's not the only one. And the plant species are maybe even more dramatic in terms of the cross-pollination because a, a migratory bird, bird from Africa and Europe all of a sudden bring in, you know, some kind of algae or residue that then mm-hmm. cross-pollinates and creates plants that exist nowhere in the world. And I'm like, so is it possible that somehow there was like a an original six-legged cougar that has just sort of maintained uh, its existence throughout the region. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, I mean, it's kind of hard to believe, but I'm not. Well, I, it could also be the case where most of the time they're running so fast that you can't tell how many legs mm. they have. And you're just like, oh, I don't, it's just a regular cougar. And then if he stops, you're like, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> I mean, and like regular cougars are pretty elusive. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like this is a more advanced feline so yeah. why wouldn't it be more elusive oh, right, yeah. harder to locate right yeah you know and what's what's odd um i guess which adds to the conspiracy here is that the 2015 story in greensboro the person who reported that talked about wildlife uh the, the wildlife commission was contacted and they were like i don't know what you saw but we do not have cougars and panthers in this part of the state hmm. and what's interesting is that Wildlife people will say that, but it's not always true. Mm-mm. What they're saying is we don't want to admit that there is really credible evidence that things exist because it will cause panic or because of whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like but aliens like, with the government. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah. And like in Virginia, they finally just came out recently and admitted that they have cougars and panthers there. And I saw uh, a badger in North Carolina, in Raleigh, North Carolina one time, freaked me out. I saw a bird watcher and I was like, hey, I know you're watching birds, but I just saw something. He was like, oh, it's a badger. I see him every so often. Hmm. Call wildlife. They're like, there's no badgers here. I'm like, it's a fucking badger. I saw a fucking badger, dude. Yeah. And, and they're like, it's like almost like they don't want to admit it because admitting it would somehow be like, yeah, we have an invasive species or we have a problem like oh that. Oh, my God. Mm. I, I like to picture the the wildlife office just gaslighting you. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, man, you're crazy. Yeah, yeah. You're making shit up now. There, <laughs> yeah. there are no badges. Yeah. Yeah. I looked you up. You have a podcast about conspiracies. You're yeah. crazy. Yeah. None of your friends even like you. <laughs> yeah. I'm the only one that loves you. <laughs> yeah. That's really funny. <laughs> well, uh, those are like, uh, the, you know, those are the kind of. Most common theories. It's it's a species that they're not either, either it's very hard to see mm. that they don't want to admit exist or people are just crazy. Here's my okay. theory, or it's not a theory. It's it's here's where I think the story should go. The wampus cat is actually the same creature as the infamous beast of Bladenboro. Oh, which You're is familiar. I'm not. The beast of Bladenboro is the most credible, most believable uh, cryptid, I think, maybe in American history, but definitely in North Carolina history. Hmm. And it relates to uh, right before the new year, 1954. I don't know if it's right before 1955, but it's, it's one of the two. So it's like mid 50s in North Carolina, town of Bladenboro, right? Um, Somebody saw um, a woman, uh, heard her, her dogs barking, and walked outside and saw an extremely large cat-like creature. So it was like, oh, my God. And, you know, like kind of freaked out, ran back inside um, and was like, there's something out there, something out there, but it's gone. Two days later, someone else in Bladenboro 
um, finds that their dogs were killed mm. by something with massive teeth, just just bit in their dog. And then what's even weirder is that the dog's bodies were still there, but it had been completely drained of blood. So the, the bodies were still intact, but whatever had sunk its fangs in there and the bodies were sucked Tough dry. day for that dog uh, owner. Seriously. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, yeah. it looks like raisins, just like, it's <laughs> like a... Ugh. Or what are those? What are those kids balls that have foam? I don't know. How, that's I don't mark this. It's like when like don't talk about kids balls unless you're definitely sure where you're going. <laughs> no, it's oh like a, they're room. like foam filled or something. But when they lose the foam, they get weird. And, I don't know. Again, I mark it. <laughs> <laughs> I have no I idea know. you're talking it's about. Um, the woman uh, who heard the, the the second attack said it sounded. Like the cat sounded like a woman with a knife stuck in her back. Oh, man. Which uh, small info about getting stabbed in the back. Uh, Lord of the Rings. What's the old actor's name that gets stabbed in the back in one of the Lord of the Rings? I don't know. He's a wizard or something. Anyway, uh, the director said, you need to make more noise when you get stabbed in the back because we need that dramatic scene, right? You get stabbed and you're like, Ugh. and he goes, I was in the war. And when you stab someone in the back, they can't make a noise. And so he refused to make a noise in the scene. He's like, oh. well, you went through some shit, so just do what you're going to do. <laughs> just, I thought I, that was insane. My question for him would have been like, hey, you realize that uh, there are like hobbits in magic crystals know, right? in this yeah, movie. Yeah. I, don't know that, yeah, yeah. I don't know that like we have to obey World <laughs> yeah, War II. Well, we, exactly. He's like, in the war, <laughs> hobbits actually wore shoes. <laughs> yeah, so. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Super unrealistic. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I just thought it was so interesting. He's like, no, you don't make a sound uh, when you're stabbed. I was like, oh, God. Okay. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. I love that he made it awkward for yeah. everybody and no one could argue yeah, with they're him. Like, they're oh, like, uh, I'm yeah. Gandalf. It, it, is it I Sir refuse. Ian McKellen? Is that the guy that you're talking about? Uh, no, it's the other one. It's the other wizard. Mark it. Mark it. Take that out. Take that out. You know so much about wizards. I don't want people to think you don't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah. Uh, yeah. I know everything <laughs> there is to know. Well, you know, the knife stuck a, a woman... I think I think that what they're describing to me sounds like when you hear a, a cat, like the wailing yeah, like of a heat large or like no, kind of. But the, have you ever heard like a large? I've only heard it at the zoo, just to be clear. Oh, okay. but you know what? That like that's that's terrible. That's I mean, if I had not seen you do that, I'd be like, woman, you just got stabbed yeah, in the, the back. back. Yeah. Well, not in the war, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because they don't make. That's what he sound like a woman with a knife stuck in her back, and they're like. You don't make any sound. He's like, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I a- heard silence. I'm sure it was a long <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you hear that? Exactly. It was a- <laughs> uh, well, on January 1st, so the first attack was January. The first sighting was December 29th. Mm-hmm. Then the 31st is the attack with the, the bodies drained of blood. You hear the wailing sound. January 1st, two more dogs found. Um, and there was a... Uh, Blood uh, also drained from their body. And then the big the big kicker here is that on January 5th, so four days later, it actually attacked a woman who survived. Oh. Like she heard noise. She went outside. The thing charged her. Claws flying, legs coming at her. Uh, she was able to just escape. And she described it as a large cat-like creature. Uh, now, the news was mm-hmm. having a field day with this and reporting it. And... It attracted um, score, scores of hunters, everyone from all around, like like 
like I thought it was funny, like an entire fraternity from Chapel Hill oh, yeah. came down, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, there's a couple of bad jokes in there. Uh, but <laughs> over 600 hunters descended onto the town of Bladenboro, all hoping to catch whatever this thing was. People were speculating. They're like, no one's going to know till that thing is dead and mounted on somebody's wall. Um, now, they searched and searched and could find nothing. And eventually, the town officials were like, we got to get this, call this off. It's too dangerous to have. Because these hunters, they were just, they were just killing people's animals. Like, <laughs> Is that a cat? Yeah, uh, yeah, let's no, say it was a cat. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no, that's exactly what they, they, they were just shooting guns at all times of night to where eventually they were just like, call it off. Yeah. So what the town of Bladenboro did, which is probably the best part of the story, is they're like, we got to, we got to call this off. So they trapped an oversized bobcat, which are common in the area. But again, nowhere close to the size of what people had reported. Yeah. Was he big or just husky? Uh, oversized. <laughs> I don't like, know which. Uh, yeah. This will count as a beast. It's like, you guys, I'm just a little big <laughs> yeah, for my just pants. A, I'm yeah. not a big <laughs> yeah. beast. So they trapped it bro. and they killed it and they, they hung it from a flagpole and put a sign up that said, this is the beast of Bladenboro. Go home. Oh man! And they so they basically caught a you know not the beast. Yeah. Said so there it is. Put it up on a flagpole so no one could ex- inspect it and realize it was just a common bobcat and sent all the hunters away. And so to this day we don't know what the beast of Bladenboro was. I stand by the 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 contention that whatever that was in Bladenboro, which I think was a real animal is the the same animal that's the wampus oh. cat, which I think is what bit into somebody's car hood in Florida just this week. And I think is responsible for a number of sightings across the Appalachian and Carolina regions, okay. even down into Florida. That's my final thought. Okay, interesting. Okay, I'll go and then you can go on yours uh, with a final thought. I think that, um, you know, whether, whether it's the Beast of Bladenburg or it's just a big cat, I think... What this all stems from, I did a little research on my own. Uh, <laughs> what this all stems from is everyone that got attacked uh, or there were in cars that were attacked. Here's what happened. Um, the Beast of Bladenboro, not happy most of the time, pretty pissed <laughs> off, right? I'm a beast. I got six arms. Women. And these, talking about me behind my back. Yeah. And uh, these people just said, you know, if you smiled once in a while... Uh, people might take you more seriously. And uh, then he just, then that they brought it upon themselves, is what it is. So don't ask a beast of Bladenboro to smile. Because mm-hmm. that's. You think it was a, uh, you think that people were, were shaming it for being an angry <laughs> no. animal? And no, just... I was just mapping uh, women on top of uh, animals, like we've been doing the whole episode. Oh. And I tried to make it a joke. And then it. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't yes and very well. Oh, no, it's fine. You were in thinking. Um, let's see. Beast of Bladenboro. I would like to think that something like this exists. We've talked to Shane Moss, who disagrees about probably all these types of creatures. Yeah. And he thinks we would have seen them by now. Um, but then it's much more fun to live in a world where they might exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? It, and it who is. wants to be like, man, those fucking well, here's my uh, problem things with, kill my dogs. I know I'm, I know I'm stepping on your phone. Oh, thought, you're fine. But, but if you say these things don't exist... And then eventually somebody's like, which is what happened in Virginia, where somebody's right. like, well, if we don't have cougars, how do you explain these night cameras that keep capturing cougars in the place where you say they aren't? These cameras are defective. And they're like, I don't know, that's fake, fake, fake. Yeah, yeah. It's like eventually I feel like at some point 
you end up backtracking and then you lose all credibility. Oh, right. Yeah. Which is what's happened to our government because they've constantly come out later and said, yeah, we knew about that. We just didn't tell you then. Mm. And it's like, so why not just say I'll, I'm open to the idea? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm open. Yeah. Would you like them? Yeah. Yep. I'd hang out. I love Wampus a cat. cat. Yeah. Give me more legs on a cat. I'm stoked. <laughs> it's where the um, oh, I was saying I wish my cat had more legs know, yeah it's this, great if my cat could stand up on its four hind yeah, legs maybe do the dishes do once in a while yeah. yeah give us some thumbs while you're exactly at it. yeah I think that's probably okay okay what's your final Julia. thought oh, oh it was oh, terrible it's, it's cute no, it was it's a really cute bad. little burp we'll no that was that. good okay no, well really we'll sit next episode actually it was kind of like the same caliber as the fart that's true. Like it was like it was, the yeah. burp version of the fart. It was. Yeah, yeah, it kind yeah. of was. Yep. Okay, cool. Yeah. But we'll try again next episode too and then you can pick. Oh, yeah. good. Um, my final thought, I think it's likely that this could be an actual species, mm. you know? It, it sounds like it's a very intelligent species. Cats are already pretty smart. Yeah. Um, oh, and right. Kind right. of the bigger they get, the smarter they are. Sure. And they know how to defend themselves. They have great survival instincts. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think that it... The fact that it's never attacked a person is interesting. There are no reports of that. Mm. So I don't know. I mean, yeah. Well, there it, was the one woman, but she survived, right? Oh, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, and that. I, yeah. But she was just mean, probably. It didn't. She right. probably deserved it, though. She probably did. I think it was a defense. I heard she wanted attack. to go on the hunting trip with the men. <laughs> yeah, no. We just can't have any of that. Yeah, them. that's right. Only if you wear a cat skin. She, it, it, <laughs> I think that defensive attack is different. If she had killed the woman. That would be out of character. Oh, if yeah. the wampus cat had right. Yeah, it sounds like like the wampus cat. Well, then it's out of character. Why did the wampus cat attack the car? You know. Oh right. I don't. I. Uh, I'm not convinced either way, mm-hmm. but I don't think that it's out of. The what question. animal would choose to eat through the hood of a car? That's a bear. Oh, a bear. But also cats, like my cats, Bears chew on not plastic. In Florida. So they'll chew on when they're hungry. They'll chew on the end of my chairs they'll chew on stuff and i'm like could you not yeah. maybe it was just like I, man, I, last time i saw a metal thing it was a refrigerator it's full of shit so i'm just gonna try this thing <laughs> might be a fridge <laughs> and there's just hot metal inside but those people just left out like a key <laughs> fact like they had just been camping and like had been cooking yeah. on their hood of their car. Yeah, right. and just yeah. covered it's in br- so it's so weird that this fucking cat ruined my Subaru. That's where I keep all my red meat. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's my meat trunk. <laughs> right. That would be the that would be the classic like key fact that they left out of the thing. Yeah, yeah. they would. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Yeah, I was treating my hood of my car with honey. It's really good to uh, repair the paint. Yeah, it was priming it, and yeah. uh, something just bit all over it. That's right. I had a pound of catnip. Yeah. I was selling these dumb shits down at the high school. I told them it was weed. It was all over my hood. <laughs> uh, it ruined my whole fucking <laughs> scheme. I know. <laughs> now I gotta get a job. <laughs> I'm so disappointed. This sucks. Well, that's uh, that's the cat, uh, the the wampus cat. Okay, I like it. Uh, very interesting cryptid. I found this to be really a fun one. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm glad I can't take you in. Oh, uh, Julia, I forgot to ask you earlier at the top of the show, but where can uh, fans of the show follow you, find you in the in the world of socials? I'm just on Instagram at Julia Desmond. Awesome. That's and uh, if you ever get a chance to see her live, please do. She's, yeah, she's fantastic. Oh, so. And thank you for coming on the pod. Uh, this has been. Conspiracy Beer Me. I'm Justin Scranton. I'm Shane Smith, and this was Conspiracy Beer Me. Perfect. <laughs>